1: Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis.
0: Toby, Toby, why do you have your door locked? Let me in. Toby, who are you talking to in there? Toby, you unlock this door and let me in. Yes, ma'am? Toby, who are you talking to? Who is in here with you? What were you doing? Were you talking to yourself? No. Now, if you are too sick to go to school, you'll lie in that bed like I told you, and you don't need the door locked.
2: Okay. Why were you
0: talking in here? Were you just pretending? I guess so. Here, let me feel your forehead. No, you don't have a fever. All right. Now, you stay in this bed, and don't lock your door again. Do you hear me? Yes. Now, you remember what I said?
2: I will. Come on, let's talk
0: some more. All right, I was listening. Now where is he? Who? Whoever is in this bedroom with you. Under the bed? No. Toby, Marlowe, who were you talking to? Tell me. Tim. Tim? Who is Tim?
2: My big brother. Toby. You know you haven't
0: any big brother.
1: At what age should a child turn away from his imaginary companions? I'm told it's quite common for very young children, especially those with no brothers or sisters, to invent imaginary playmates who become very real to them for a time. But at what age should such make-believe end? At what point should parents become concerned when their son starts to converse seriously and at length with an unseen entity, an entity the son identifies as his older brother, a brother who never lived? As you live tonight's story with us, I ask you to bear just one thing in mind. Although we present this tale as fiction, it's still true that truth is stranger than fiction, always has been and still is. And with that in mind, I leave you for one minute to return with the first act of tonight's crisis drama titled The Presence.
0: I understand, Mr. Marlowe.
3: Do you? I mean, do you really?
0: Don, I'm sure Miss Cutter sees a lot of mixed-up 13-year-olds. I'm sure,
3: I'm sure. But isn't there a a boys counselor? Someone you know who boys can identify with a little better.
4: You mean a male counselor?
3: Well, I... Or a
4: white counselor?
3: Now, look, I didn't mean it the way it came out.
4: As I said, I do understand. I counsel both boys and girls. It's
0: the new wave, Don. This is a very progressive junior high school. I've talked with Toby a number of times. We get along well. Has he... Has he ever mentioned a... a brother?
4: No. But we haven't discussed anything on a family level.
3: What do you discuss? Oh,
4: school relationships. Conduct patterns. Behavior codes. He's really a a, a pretty nice boy, Miss Cutter. Of course he is.
3: But I'm afraid he's either a very sick boy or else he's up to some kind of deviltry.
4: You're not certain whether Toby believes he's talking to this unseen
0: person or whether he's just putting you on. Yes. Oh, no, no, he's not putting
3: us on. I'm not sure.
0: You're not with him as much as I am, Don. He you could have s- seen that Now
3: I'm to... with him every chance I get. I spend more time than a lot of fathers I do. I didn't with...
0: mean anything, but I was just saying... Look, Miss Cutter, can you help us? Has Toby
4: ever mentioned having an older brother? No, not to me. But as I said, we've never gotten into family relationships. Maybe I could steer our talk around in that direction next time... But I wouldn't want to force the issue. He probably knows you're upset about this.
3: Upset? That's hardly the word.
4: I'd like him to tell me about
0: it voluntarily.
3: Good luck. Maybe, maybe he would talk
0: to you. If he feels it's an issue.
3: I'm afraid we've made it an issue. Well, good night. Do you blame us? There was nothing wrong with Toby. Absolutely nothing. And then out of a clear blue sky yesterday, he stays home from school because he feels sick and then announces he's in contact with a brother who never was. And he's serious. I mean, he seems to be.
4: And how did you react to this?
3: How did I react? I sat him down and told him to tell me all about it. Told him I'd understand. Wanted to help him. And he shut up on me.
0: I see. And Mrs. Marlow? Well, the same thing. I tried to let him know that we loved him and wanted to help him, but... Well, he, he seems to be suspicious of... Of our
3: motives. Teresa, he's hiding something. He's keeping something inside, something he won't discuss with anyone.
4: Anyone except Tim. Why don't you let me see if he feels like talking about it with me? If he does, maybe it'll give some answers. Meanwhile, I would try to keep things as normal and as easygoing as possible for Toby. I think he needs that. We will, and thank you, Miss Cutter.
3: Yes, thanks a lot.
4: I'll be in touch with you if Toby and I talk. All right? Fine. Thank you. Come in. Hi, Miss Cutter. Oh, Toby. Sit down. How do you
2: feel? I feel okay. Why? Well, you were out of school yesterday. Were you sick? Kind of, yeah. What'd you have? I don't know. Flu? Could have been. I don't know. There's lots of it going around. How are you today? Fine. Good. Was that all?
4: I guess so. Unless you have anything on your mind. Should I have? Well, unless you're some kind of robot. Everybody I know at least has a few problems. Yeah. You bet. Even I do. No lie. No lie. Look, Toby, I'm a counselor. Let me do my job, okay? The school district pays me to rap with students who want to rap. Now, I've got my radar working, and it tells me here is a cat who really wants to rap. (laughs) Okay? I guess. Okay. I'll begin. Guess who was in here, in my office, less than one hour ago? My folks. Right on. I saw them. You saw them? Yeah. But they didn't know you saw them? I guess not. You have any
2: idea what they wanted to see me for? Yeah.
4: What? About Tim. Right again. And I'll confess they've got me curious, too. Toby, is there a Tim? Well, there's got
2: to be a Tim if you talk to him.
4: All right, Tim is
2: for real. And what does he look like? Oh, he's bigger than I am. But he looks a little like me. He's got a good build. Then you you see him clearly? Sure. When did you see him for the first time? It was about, I don't know, whenever I was walking on the trestle. Saturday, last Saturday. On the trestle? The high trestle that goes over the gorge? Uh Uh-huh. Well, what was he doing? Nothing. He was behind me. What did he say? Well, the first thing he says was, there's a train coming, Dopey. And was there? Yeah, there was. He turned and ran, and I ran after him. And I just got to the other side when a big old diesel comes around the curve and across the trestle. Toby! You could have been killed. I know. Did he tell you that he was your big brother? Not then. I didn't see him until Sunday night, after I went to bed. Oh? Yeah. We talked for a long time then. And that was when he told you that he was your brother? Uh Uh-huh. Plus a lot of other stuff. Well, such as what? I don't know. Hey, can I go now?
4: What's the matter, Toby? I just have to go. All right. I'd like to hear more about Tim. Sometime, if you feel like telling me. Confidential, of course. Just between us. But, Dr. Boyes, please. Uh, Tell him it's Felice Cutter. Hello, Doc. Well, I'm fine. How are you? Some free advice, naturally. Look, I've got a humdinger, and I've gone just about as far as I can go. How about some help? Consultation fee? Don't tell me you've gone uptown on me. (sighs) All right, make it six o'clock at my place, and you bring the little sirloin thingies for the fondue, and I'll have the pot going. No wine. Clear heads tonight, Doc. Like I told you, this is a humdinger.
5: Okay, we've got an adolescent who fantasizes. What else is new?
4: Listen, Doc, this boy believes.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
4: come on. I've counseled this kid a half a dozen times, and his head is right where every other kid's head is.
5: Felice schizophrenia is a disorder that can be very selective. It can hit one area of your life and leave all the other mental perceptions untouched. In other words, your student can have delusions about a non-existent brother and be perfectly rational in everything else.
4: What do I do about him, then? I don't know. Well, be helpful.
5: This is very good sauce. Thank you.
4: Will you see him?
5: Hasn't he got a doctor? Well, I don't know. Didn't you learn anything in college? You can get a degree over the phone these days. Didn't you learn that one physician doesn't just invite himself into another physician's case?
4: I don't know who their doctor is, but I can find out.
5: Don't start doing any PR for me. That's unethical, too.
4: It's just that I'm so darn concerned about this kid and worried.
5: That's why you're a good counselor, counselor. But you can only go so far. You've done the groundwork. You've developed some evidence of a real disorder. But junior high school counselors aren't expected to prescribe therapy, so your next move is to tell the parents what you believe, that their son is hallucinating.
4: Sounds like a drug addict.
5: That's my next question.
4: No, Doc. I'd stake my life on it.
5: Well, you get his folks to have his physician do a full workup on him. I will. Now, there's just one other thing. What's that? How does a dignified psychiatrist explain how he got fondue all over his beard?
0: Are you asleep? No. No. I can hear him talking.
3: Cut it out. I can. Then don't listen. How
0: can you say that?
3: I can say it.
0: Well, maybe you choose to ignore it and think it'll just go away like like, like acne. But well, this is one time it just won't go away, Don. He's down the hall talking to who all knows right, all who right, would you... All right,
3: all right. You want me to go down to his room? I'll go. But,
0: but, Don, try to be understanding. I understand.
3: Oh, I understand. I understand I've got one son who turns out to have a screw loose. He won't talk to his own father, but he will talk to some made-up... Where's my slippers?
0: No, no, you better come back. Don, don't, well, well, he's
3: going to talk to me tonight, or I'm going to know the reason why. Huh? Just what do you think you're doing? Nothing. You want me to believe you're talking to someone? Show him to me. I can't. No, no, you can't.
2: I'm sorry, Dad.
3: You're sorry, are you? Well, if you're sorry, then why don't you stop acting like a lunatic? You dreamed up this... this Tim and now you don't know how to get rid of him.
2: Get rid of him?
3: Well, I know how to get rid of him. You may be 13 and almost as tall as I am, but you're not too big. Where are you going? Toby? Toby? You come back here this instant!
4: Toby? What is it?
2: Please, can
4: I come in? Toby, now come inside. How did you know where I live? I looked it up. Well, what's wrong? You've got to hide me. Hide you from what? My folks. Now, come on in the kitchen and sit down. I'm going to put on some hot water and make a cup of cocoa. You'll like it with evaporated milk in it nice. They're going to kill me. Oh, no, they won't. But they'll be plenty worried, so I'll just call them and tell them... No! They're gonna kill me!
2: What do you mean? They're gonna kill me!
4: Why do you say a thing like that, Toby? Because Tim told me they would. Look, Doc, I can't talk any louder. I've got him lying down on my bed, and I'm here in the kitchen. Now, this thing has gotten way out of hand, and I'm in over my head... I know it's two in the morning, but this is an emergency, and I just don't know how to handle it. Oh, bless you, Doc. Hurry. Yes? Uh, Yes, Mr. Marlowe, Toby's here. Well, he's lying down at the moment. Uh, No, no, he's all right, but I strongly advise that you... Hello? Hello? Oh, great. Now I've got two hysterical parents coming over. Please let it be Dr. Boys. Where is he? Uh, Mr. Marlowe, Toby is... uh, We've we've come to take him home. Thank you for
0: being so understanding, Miss Cutter. In here?
3: Is it in the bedroom here?
4: Now, just a minute. This happens to be my apartment. I haven't invited you to discover... All right, all right. right, Now, I
3: can find you. No, no,
4: Don. Don, she's right. Mr. Marlowe, come back into the living room for a minute, please.
3: Look, we've been enough trouble already. I'll just get my son, and we'll be out of your
4: hair. Oh, no, you won't. I can't just turn off my responsibility like a light switch. Toby came to me for protection, and I'm going to give him the best I've got. It is ours, Miss Cutter. We have no right to intrude on you like this. Oh, we just thank God. Just stand where you are. Come in, Doc. Mr. and Mrs. Marlowe, this is Dr. Boyd. He is a psychiatrist and a good friend. Last night, I took the liberty of asking his help for Toby. I didn't tell him your names, but when Toby came in and told me what he did, I called the doctor, because he's needed. I hope you don't mind.
3: A psychiatrist? Well, will help in any way I can. Where's the boy?
4: On my bed. Sleeping? I hope so.
3: Fine. I was just about to take him home, doctor. We can call you later if we feel we need to, or...
4: Just before you go, Mr. Marlowe, you might tell me a little family history. Uh, Just for my own information. What do you mean? There was an older brother, wasn't there? What? Toby wasn't your first child, was he?
3: Well, he certainly was.
4: Mrs. Marlowe? No. No. No, he wasn't. Teresa, what on earth are you... What became of the first child, Mrs. Marlowe? We... We were
0: struggling. Don and I had... We hadn't planned to start a family. Oh, for
3: God's sake, Teresa... Go on.
0: Well, when I found out I was pregnant,
3: I... Good Lord, they do it all the time now. It's legal almost everywhere.
4: You had an abortion. Is that it? Yes.
3: Just how the devil did you get your information?
4: From Toby. From Toby? And he got it. From Tim. You see now why Toby seemed afraid of you? He had learned that you had destroyed his older brother.
5: If you could do it to one... You could do it to another. Uh, that's a very
3: subjective opinion, Felice. The first child never really existed. It was only... Oh, stop, well, stop. Only... Don't you see?
0: Don't you see? Tim is... Tim is the spirit of the child we would have
4: had. And he came to warn oh. his brother.
5: Felice, that's just a theory. All
4: right, it's just a theory. But tell me this. How did Toby find out about the older brother he never had? Now tell me that, folks.
1: Our story raises all sorts of questions, doesn't it? About guardian angels, the spirits of the unborn, and an even more pertinent question. When does life begin? And who has the right to end it? I'll be back in a minute with the names of our players and a scene from next week's Crisis. The Presence featured Demetra Pittman, Todd Haran, Pat French, Glenn Butkus, and Bill Swain. The program was written and directed by yours truly, Jim French, who thanks you for listening and invites you to join us next week at this same time for Crisis.